Hello, everyone, and welcome to Slaying Demons, a podcast about facing your fears in life and being the best version of yourself. I am your host, Jocelyn, and joining me, as always, are my two lovely co-hosts, who I am so sad that I can't actually see them in person right now. We are back to the cold, harsh reality that is cameras and the internet. Jules and Nevermore, thank you so much for joining me. I miss you guys already. I, I know I miss your faces. <laughs> uh, we had a really... Well, we had the- we had the pleasure of seeing each other for like almost a week, though. We did. And we had a really, really great BlizzCon. Those of you who met us at Well Played Party, thank you so much for coming up and saying hi. We did a super awesome thing where we were giving out all of our buttons, courtesy of Nevermore. So thank you so much for putting those together because they were so freaking cool and everyone loved them. And so if you came up and met me, you got a Joss button. Jules, you got a Jules button. Nevermore, you got a Nevermore button. Um, and Nevermore, who was, what was the name of the artist that actually created those buttons? Oh, no, you're putting me on I'm the spot. I'm sorry. You can find it sometime during uh. the show. It doesn't have to be right now. <laughs> but uh, if you if you collected all three of us, if you, if you faced your demons and your social anxieties and you came up and talked to us, you got our buttons and then... You got a slaying demons button if you collected all three and people had a really good time at the party coming around talking to us. It was so nice to meet so many of you in person because I know uh, at least me personally and I think uh, Jules can probably relate to this as well. We are much more well known for uh, our larger podcast, myself for Angry Chicken, Jules for Torrent Think Tank. So to actually meet people who were just like, oh my God, I relate so much to your show. Your show has helped me. This show is amazing. You know, like, why has this not been always in my life? It's just, it means so, so much to us to meet you guys uh, more so than, not, maybe not more so, but you guys are special to us because you follow one of our smaller shows and also the show that for me is way more personal than anything else that I do. So I know it meant, to, it meant a lot to me to meet all of you guys. So thank you for coming up and saying hello. <laughs> That was great. And, you know, the only the only difficulty was for me is because I was working during Well Played. And, mm. and so it was really difficult to, like, sit and talk with anybody. But I had so many people who said, I listened to Slaying Demons. I just love the show. And it was, you know, what was so cool, and I don't mean this to sound sexist, but there were a lot of guys that said, yeah. I listened to Slaying Demons. And they were, like, really enjoying it. And that made me so happy. I was really shocked at that too. Cause I yeah. also noticed that cause Joss is like, she's like tapping me and tapping me and I'm like super like squirrel, like what's happening. <laughs> and she's tapping me. She's like, he needs a button. He's like, he's a listener. And I was just like, totally shocked. <laughs> like we had a lot of guys come up. Yeah. Which it, is awesome. And it means so much because I think, you know, for guys, it, it becomes even that much harder to express emotion and express feelings on a general basis. And so to see that many guys who are really enjoying the show, um, I like totally embrace it. And I don't, I don't want this to sound sexist. I think it's amazing. And I'm so excited to see it because more guys out there need to be more expressive and in touch with what they're feeling and be okay to say, this is how I feel. So, um, BlizzCon <laughs> this year was like that experience, like times 10 and, um, it's, you know, and then of course, all three of us being in the same room, and the, we're all dumb and didn't actually get a picture with the three of us <laughs> together, right? People are going to be so mad when they hear that too. They're going to be like, "What? <laughs> you guys promised us for like multiple episodes." I know. We were take a a bunch of idiots. <laughs> uh, it's it's actually really funny, Jules, that you bring up the fact that um, there are there were more male listeners than you were expecting. I know for me, at least, looking on the analytical side of it on the YouTube channel, it's so funny.
funny because I've seen like my audience on YouTube used to be 95% men, 5% women, just because I talk about gaming. I am usually the sole female voice on a lot of different gaming podcasts. Now I'm doing for Azeroth as well. So I've got Hearthstone, I've got Warcraft, I've got general gaming, you know, like everything that I do, even my streams is very um, male dominated. So my audience is, is reflects that. And um, so as Slaying Demons has has gone out there and has some of the higher numbers of, of the shows that are actually posted on my personal channel, um, I've actually seen that that little tiny little piece of the pie get bigger and bigger and bigger and bigger. And it makes me so happy because I'm, I'm glad that my voice is, is hitting a female audience now. And hopefully that will bring them over to some of the other work that I do because I think it's really important to be inclusive to women in gaming. So it was it's really nice for me to see that other side of the demographic and, and meet all of these female listeners because, you know, more than nine times out of 10, when I go to cons, the people who are introducing themselves to me are male listeners. So it was really nice for me to see all of the different women that I'm touching with my voice now. And that sounded a little bit more inappropriate Ew. than I meant it to, but hot. But you guys know what I mean, damn it. We couldn't let that one go. Come yeah, on. Yeah, I know. I know. It's like, we just saw you setting yourself up, setting yourself up. <laughs> I was just like, silver platter, guys. Here you go. Just, yeah, make the lesbian joke. <laughs> oh, that's fantastic. Uh, <coughs> but yeah, it was fantastic to meet everybody on, on both sides of the gender fence when we were when we were at, uh, at BlizzCon. So thank you again to everyone for coming up and saying hi. But speaking of BlizzCon, that is going to be our demon of the week this week. We are going to give you guys a bit of a BlizzCon recap and talk about the demons that we faced and the stuff that we did while we were at BlizzCon. And... <laughs> Chat room's just catching up to me touching women. Um, but <laughs> uh, who wants to start? I, I can go ahead if you guys want, or you know, if, if one of you has an experience that you'd like to share, uh, just go 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 ahead. I think Nevermore should start this week. All right, Nevermore. Have at her. Have at it. Okay. Have at it. <laughs> so leading up to BlizzCon. We were talking about body shaming, weight loss, things like that. And um, how it kind of doesn't really matter. Like, I mean, yes, if you work hard, like you should be proud of that if you lose weight and all that kind of stuff. But if you go into that huge crowd of people, no one's going to know if you're 20 pounds behind or if you worked your ass off and lost 70 other than people who really know you and they're close to you and whatever, right? So just talking about that kind of stuff, it made me, because we joked for the longest time that we should do squad goals and all dress up and wear like the wild bangering leggings. And the closer and closer it got, I'm like, you know what? Like, I'm not in the place that I want to be right now, but I don't want that to affect me having fun and participating in like the realm and world of what I love. And I was tempted for the longest time to get them and I wouldn't. I would have gotten the ones Jocelyn got, the non-dragon, um, whatever, aspect ones, because um, she got she got really cool ones. I don't want to spoil it, because she had really cute ones. <laughs> um, but I ended up getting Nose Dormu, which is the bronze dragon flight. Um, which I love those. I think those are probably my favorite of all the dragon flight ones, because they're all gold and bluey and bronzy instead. Well, obviously bronzy, but they, they're not just like straight up brown which i think they could have done they could have gone with like a brown maybe with some gold accents but they're not really they've got more to them than that i think they're my favorite out of all of them well and see it that's why i picked 
that one was because I was like, if I find a shirt that fits me and is comfortable for me, then I will order the leggings. And I just, it happened to be a nice, like really lightweight, comfy blue sweater that fit my frame and everything really well. Um, which is why I leaned more that one, but I was leaning between that and you, Sarah, but I figured Alex Straza and you, Sarah would be like super popular. So I didn't mm. go that way, but, um, I thought he'd be a little less represented. Uh, and last minute I found boots that fit with it kind of. Um, so anyway, I was really nervous about finally putting the outfit together. I think I tried it on when the leggings came. Cause I literally like rush ordered them hoping they'd get here before we left Wednesday morning. And they got here Tuesday night. <laughs> I put, I put them on and I took a pic. I had Ben take pictures from the front and the back, and I was like, "What am I doing? Like, I yeah. should not be wearing this." Like, I just had this huge like depression, anxiety about it. And I texted them, and I'm like, "This can't happen." I'm like, "I'm having like regrets, instant regrets." <laughs> like, I was just freaking out. So anyway, I packed it. I packed the sweater. I packed the boots I was going to wear to take them because we were going to wear them for well played. But then we found out there was some sort of wild bangering photo shoot Saturday. Which is really so... funny because I don't know about you, but I never ended up actually finding either. it or yeah. But I we changed up our whole whole outfit plan <laughs> based on this photo shoot that we didn't go to. Part of it was because one, we were I felt like I'd be more comfortable at well played. That was mm -hmm. the whole reason for wearing it then. Um, Jocelyn, I think, was going to wear it all day where I was just going to wear it for that chunk of time. Um, but when we decided that there was the photo shoot, we're like, well, maybe there will be more people wearing it because a lot of people heard about the photo shoot thing and more people will be included, blah, blah, blah. So that's why we switched to Saturday. So I'm sorry if that disappoints anyone that we changed it and didn't tell you. It was just kind of an impromptu thing. Um, but got dressed. We were leaving the hotel room. I felt really good about it. But I was still, like, I think I put in the Discord, like, I ranked, like, my levels of, like, comfort, anxiety, and that, something else. And um, we took an Uber down, and we started to walk through just where the food trucks were. And I'm, like, walking, and I'm, like, okay, they're comfortable. You know, I feel like I look okay. Ben took a picture uh, right outside our hotel waiting for the Uber, which is the only one I think I have of me in them. Um, but it's actually really cute. It was a great so, picture. Just through the food trucks, I'm like, I'm kind of nervous. I'm walking and looking around. And I realize, like, no one's paying attention. Like, nobody, <laughs> like, and I, not that I expected to be people to be, like, staring at me and, like, kissing my ass or anything. <laughs> it's like, you go into it thinking, like, all eyes are going to be on you and that they're going to be judging you and saying, you know, nobody cared. They're doing their own thing. They're ordering from the food trucks. Nothing. So we went inside. <clears throat> we walked around for a little bit. It was very comfortable. I felt really confident wearing them. Um, though I had a little anxiety because he needed to pick up um, the blink order stuff from the store. And I was going to get stuff from the normal line. And he started to leave me. And as he started to leave me, like I had kind of like a mini panic attack where I'm like, wait, I'm not ready to be by myself in public wearing this. Like it just all of a sudden hit me. And then after like, I don't know five minutes or so like I was like okay I'm okay you can go get in the other line I'm okay oh, and yeah and then really I probably saw you shortly after that yes in the well line. it was funny because I'm like not paying attention all of a sudden I looked up and I saw Nymphadora and Marconin were hanging out in front of me and then I looked behind me and Jules was behind me and I was really bad because I tried to get Jules to cut in line to come with me but she was, <laughs> I didn't do she it was though very responsible <laughs> and 
did do it. I was very proud of you. Because <laughs> you know what would happen. I would be like, there would be someone take a picture on Twitter and said, Jules RPG, cut in the line at BlizzCon. <laughs> like, no. You do. <laughs> you have to be a little bit more aware of, you know, what it is that you're doing and the face that you're presenting as soon as you walk outside because there's going to be a lot more people that recognize you. And nevermore, you're going to get this a lot more next year, too, I think, now that your face is a little bit more out there. Because even people who played with you in AIE, like, they might know Nevermore, but they wouldn't necessarily know, like, oh, the girl with the blue hair over there, that's Nevermore. But now, now they know. (laughs) So I feel like, uh, yeah, you have to have that extra level of awareness once you start putting yourself out there in a public way to just be like, okay, should I actually cut in the BlizzCon line? Because I'm not just that cutting bitch with the pink hair anymore. Like <laughs> you're representing yourself, your brand, your podcast, your everything. So it's something you have to be a little bit I'm more I'm going to go sit in timeout now. <laughs> <laughs> so, so after anyway, everything was really done, well. when it was, when the day was done, did you have, were you happy that you had done it? I was very happy that I did it because it was Saturday. So that was closing ceremonies and everything. So I wore it from that morning through Weird Al, like, that whole day, they were comfortable, I felt super confident in it, like, and I felt like I wasn't even noticing that I had them on, which was fantastic, because, you know, oh God, plus size, they, they're the like, most comfortable things ever. They're like, so yeah. comfortable, and Ugh. I was kind of worried about thigh rubbing and stuff, because for plus size people who don't know, thighs rub together, and, like, <laughs> um, if you don't have, like, something in between, you can get, like, um, chafing chafing like welty kind of marks you know so like but they were very comfortable um when you wear plus size stuff sometimes the pattern will stretch out and you won't see it the colors were still vibrant I mean you could tell that it was stretching because it's me versus like somebody who's skinnier but it stretched out so well that you still saw all the detail of the pattern it was fantastic Mm -hmm. I felt like um at certain points like right above my boot like it would feel colder like I was like oh no it's slipping or whatever and it was just I think probably like my sock underneath or something was moving and I felt more air there but I kept thinking they were slipping up and it was fine because Joss said for her they fit really well down to the ankles but for me I had a little bit of extra fabric because I'm a little Mm. shorter than her um but yeah that's actually that's one of the reasons that I love them so much is because I'm always worried when I order stuff especially online because my legs are so long I have a 35 inch inseam so like when I order stuff nine times out of ten it comes somewhere in my shins area instead of all the way down to my ankle but um I bought the horde leggings from the same company last year and they were just they were wonderful they were phenomenal so this year I got uh, the Sylvanas leggings and did a whole Sylvanas outfit and uh it was was so comfortable oh my god so good that's great. And I think I'm, I'm going to so look into getting the, they have new dresses that look extremely comfortable. So I might order one of those next because mm-hmm. it was great. So anyway, it was a great experience. I was nervous at first, but I did it and I'm proud of myself that I did it. And I hope it inspires other people to do stuff like that. Like just try not to let what you think other people are thinking about you impact you and your vacation or just every day um, enjoy it and don't stress about it. I know it's super hard to do, but you can do it. I think basically we, we all three of us pushed our comfort zones a little bit this BlizzCon, which was good. And oh, yeah. I know at least for me, it was, uh, directly because of the show and, and the amount of kind of 
therapy <laughs> that we've gone through uh, as a result of the first eight episodes. And, you know, like uh, there's a lot of stuff that I probably wouldn't have done if it wasn't for you guys. I mean, like I, I've done the the leggings before, but I've also put on a lot of weight since last year. And, you know, like I probably would have just shrunk down into the corner and probably wouldn't have cut my hair and, you know, like just like all these, all these things that I've just kind of been given the courage to do because of you ladies. And mm. I think, um, I, I wouldn't have done the Sylvanas outfit had it not been for you guys. And, and it ended up yeah. being super cute. I mean, I still, I, I will say, um, I 100% hate every single photo that I have seen of myself from, um, just BlizzCon in general. Like this year was, so, so bad for me. Um, yeah. There's a bunch of pictures from our A-Move meetup, and I thought I looked good at the A-Move meetup, and then I'm, like, looking at the pictures, and I have terrible posture, and I have, like, back fat that looks like it's trying to, like, eat my head, and, like, I just look like I have this big hunchback or something, and I just, and then I look at the pictures from Well Played, and there's a picture of, me, like, me standing talking to the Hearthstone table, and it's just, like, me right in the from the behind right in the middle of the picture and I'm just like oh my god and there's just there's just so many because uh, a lot of the pictures are like just taken of crowds and groups and stuff so I mean they're yeah. not posed and I find that you know I I didn't like posed pictures and then so if I don't like the pose pictures, the crowd pictures, when I don't know my pictures being taken, like I'm not posing, I'm not sucking in my stomach, I'm not standing up straight, and all of that together just makes me go, oh my god, I I want to purge the internet of any image of me from the past six months. Like, I want them all gone. <laughs> and you know, obviously it's funny. I can't do that, but... <laughs> I know, I know. But you know what's funny? Because I, I had people who, you know, part of Well Played who weren't really that familiar with you. Mm. And, you know, well, you yeah, know, I, and, port side, I understand. <laughs> yeah, of course, you know, and so but people who are involved in well played who hadn't gotten a chance to talk to you. And the comments that I heard about you is just how beautiful you are <laughs> and how great you look and all those things. And, I, you know, I'm not telling you this to just like blow smoke up your ass. I'm telling you this <laughs> because, you know, you have this image of what you used to think you were. Yeah. And you see yourself now and say, I am not that anymore and I hate it. But for people who have no comparison like you do, they just see a beautiful girl. Mm -hmm. And so that's something that you need to know. You know, it's just there's there's a, a meter that you put yourself up against and the meter says to you, I'm a fat pig. And, you know, but to the majority of other people, they're saying you're gorgeous. And so, you know, I'm sorry, Jules, I'm not laughing at you. It's Jay. It's Jay. I'm I'm laughing laughing at Jay. <laughs> Uh, no, and says, I saw her face to face. Josh could make me hetero. <laughs> but, you know, it's just it's just something to, to remind yourself, you know, when that negative self-talk comes in and when your demon in your in your head comes in and says you are a fat pig and you look terrible and the, the Internet needs to be purged of your pictures is that that's not how everybody else sees you. And I had to go through the same thing because I, it, it well played. I had to wear this shirt that was <laughs> The absolute wrong it was color like for me. Lime green. It was yeah. like yeah. It, it was hideous. Even, yeah, and I don't even I know felt, if lime or neon does it justice. It was a pretty bad green color. I don't know who picked that for you, Jules, but that was not me. That was my boss. <laughs> All right. Well, we're Pat, gonna have a talk for next year. <laughs> exactly. If you can hear the sound of my voice, don't ever do that again. <laughs> 
Well, and the, the debate on it was we needed to, we wanted to have shirts that were noticeable. And I said, well, we could do noticeable and still do like a blue or a red. And it was, the decision was made to go with the dark, the bright green. And I went with it agreeing to it, but I didn't want to, I didn't like the color. I know I don't look good in the color. And, um, I hate every picture that I'm in because I'm washed out. My hair looks terrible in that, you know, it's just this, it's just all wrong. Mm-hmm. And the shirt makes me look really, really fat. And so I was just like, Oh God. So I absolutely know where you are. But the thing about it is that it, instead of, instead of just making yourself feel terrible about how you're, how you look like, I have one picture that I didn't even put out there yet. It's there, but it's not on any public site yet. That's basically my motivation to say next year, you're not going to recognize me. Yeah, that's that's basically the point that I'm at now as well is I'm just like, you know what? It's it's the breaking point. I posted we have a, a well, not really new, but I guess repurposed channel in the Joss Plays Discord that was uh, fit for BlizzCon. But now that BlizzCon has passed, it's just fit for any time. Um, and I posted in there and basically just said like, okay, this is officially the breaking point. Like, I mean, I, I have to make some changes. I have to do something. And so what I've done (laughs) is basically stop drinking cold turkey. Like I'm just, I'm, I'm done. Um, it's, I'm going to see how it goes until Christmas, but basically anytime that I want to have wine, I'm having water instead. And I'm just, that's the only thing I'm doing. I weighed myself yesterday, which actually curiously, I feel like I just, I've kept, you know, getting fatter and fatter and fatter and fatter since July. It turns out I've actually lost 10 pounds. So that's awesome. (laughs) Like, but at the same time, like, I'm just, I, I have this, like you said, this negative mental image in my head. Um, but yeah, so I just, I weighed myself yesterday for a benchmark and I'm just, that's what I'm going to do from now until Christmas. Cause I know like Christmas is, I know I'm going to cheat. I know I'm going to, you know, I'm going to want to have drinks with friends and family and everything else. And it's a big social, happy, fun time. So I feel like there's like four days at Christmas that are just going to not exist. But, Mm -hmm. um, as a, just a lifestyle choice, lifestyle change, I'm just like, you know what? No, I'm just, when I'm wanting these things, I'm going to water instead and see how that changes and how I feel and if that makes a difference. Um, because I know there are a lot of things in my life that I don't do well. I don't exercise much. I don't, um, I don't eat well. I drink all the time because I just, I freaking love wine. Like, have you guys tasted wine? Have you had wine in your <laughs> mouth? Because it's like the greatest thing ever created. And <laughs> so I feel like... Um, it's also the source of quite a lot of my calories. So if I just, you know, make that change, I know it's going to be significant. It's going to impact more than just my, you know, body and my well-being. It's also going to impact my wallet in a positive way, which is hurting yeah. pretty hard right now. So I'm just <coughs> want to kind of go forward and see, especially since it's taken me like six weeks to get over this cough. I feel like, you know, the dehydration that comes with alcohol is probably not helping all that. So I'm just kind of making this healthy change to see how it impacts me and what my numbers look like six weeks from now. And it could make no difference whatsoever. Or I could, you know, go down another 10 pounds. Who knows? So, But you'll know. But I'll but know. You'll know yeah. after six weeks. Exactly. And that's amazing. And so, you know, good for you. And I think that, you know, you said this in our Discord server, and I think it's it's 100% the right mindset, is that you're not trying to change everything all at yeah. once. 
Well, because I know, like, and like I said, I have a lot of different things in chat room saying soda is a big one too. Uh, yeah, and but I, I love Diet Coke and I love caffeine and I'm sorry, but if you try to take my wine, my chocolate and caffeine all at once, I will end you. I will just end you. <laughs> like, no, <laughs> there, there's like baby steps, okay? And, you know, for for... You know, me giving up drinking, it's something that, you know, my my family does a lot of. I have everyone in my family from, like, my parents. Like, my mom comes home from work, and she has a sherry, and my dad has a whiskey, and that's just the th- their, their thing that they do every day. It's just, it's part of, I'm my family is half Irish and half British. We drink. That's what we do. We are wasps. It's a thing. <laughs> so between, you know, my family and the way I grew up, and then I went to university, and I partied all the time, and I went out to bars, and it was pint after pint after pitcher after picture, you know, listening to bands. And, you know, I just I never really kind of got out of that partying mentality. Because once I left school, then I started streaming. And everybody knows, you know, drinking can be a bit I'm not saying it has to be, but it's very much in the streaming culture, you know, like mm-hmm. drinking party games and drunk streams and all the rest of it. It just it kind of one thing rolled into another rolled into another that, you know, led to some really bad habits that I formed. So I'm so cold turkey trying to change that. You're not going to be a wizard anymore is what you're telling me. No, no more, <laughs> no more wizards. And that's the other thing. Like when I, when I kind of think back on the last, you know, 10 to 12 years and think, you know, how much more productive would I have been had I not had, you know, at least one day a week where I was just like, oh my God, I'm so fucking hungover. I can't even anything today. And if I added up all those days over 10 years, like, oh my God, what have I been doing with my life? (laughs) So (laughs) I'm kind of just like, you know what, this is, this is, I think the biggest, most impactful thing I can do from a health standpoint, from a weight standpoint, and from a lifestyle standpoint, that if I just stick to it and I mean it has only been a couple of days but if I stick to it then you know I think I'll feel better in the long run in a lot of different ways I think it's going to have the biggest impact and to be honest like I I haven't really even noticed not doing it so like and and you know I've had people say oh so you had a drinking problem and I'm like no I don't have a drinking problem like I you still don't have a drinking problem I still like I don't ever need to it was just a yeah. habit that I formed so, right. you know, it was just, you know, I'll have a beer with dinner and then, you know, like I'll have a glass of wine while I'm, you know, streaming or I'll, you know, just whenever I was doing anything, it just seemed like, oh, I'll have a drink with that. So, you know, now that I just I'm still having a drink with that, I'm just having a drink of water with that and and seeing where that goes. So now I'm super glad that I bought you drinks at BlizzCon, like as a last like hurrah, because <laughs> we had little like green, and, little green drinks. They were really good. <laughs> and the thing is like, and, and this is part of my problem is that, like I said, oh, I think wine is the greatest thing ever. I also freaking love bourbon and whiskey and like, <laughs> I basically have never met an alcohol that I don't like. <laughs> and that's part <laughs> of my problem is I legitimately enjoy the taste of these things. So, you know, like, it, it is right up there with, like, removing chocolate or removing cheese or, you know, like, some other really delicious, savory thing that is in your diet every day that you have to take out. Uh, sugar is another one. I'm, you know, I'm not touching any of those. I'm getting rid of my my drinking, which is, you know, calories you don't even realize you're taking in because it, yeah. it's a beverage. You know, you don't think about drinks as much as you think about like food. So it's really true though, because like, um, looking at soda, like just the, like this size of a soda, um, it'll tell you it's like, yeah, it's like 
300 calories or something, depending mm-hmm. on what type of drink you get, if it's not diet and stuff. Well, and see, like, and that's, the, I, I only drink diet. I, again, I, I prefer the taste. Lucky me. But then like the people who go through like the drive through and you're getting the fountain one, you're not even, it's not even measured. You're getting yeah. <laughs> like two, three times that and not even thinking about it. Like it's, it's scary and it's, mm-hmm. you don't pay attention to that stuff. Now on the drinking side, you cannot take my flavored coffee creamer away. <laughs> like if I have to make a choice between soda and flavoring my coffee, I need my flavored creamer. Me too. <laughs> 100%. <laughs> yeah. I give myself one of those a day and uh, because I, you know, my, my one cup of coffee, it's the one caffeine thing I have a day and flavored, you know, the, the, the flavored stuff, which everyone goes, oh, you should be drinking it black. And I'm like, no, no. I hate it black. I can't. I can't. I can't See, and I'm the total opposite. I, as long as I have my coffee, I do not care. It can have like milk and sugar, cream and sugar, just milk, just sugar, black. I don't care. Just get that black gold in me. I don't even care. I need, I need flavor. <laughs> See, but for me, it's not, I mean, in the morning, I kind of need it to like stay awake. But like at night, if I'm tired, if I have an energy drink or coffee, it does nothing for me. I can wow. sit there and drink it and pass out and fall asleep. And he Ugh. can't have it after like three o'clock in the afternoon or he'll be up all night. So I'm just like, I don't know why my body's broken. I don't care, <laughs> but I need my flavored coffee creamer. That's all. I needed yeah. that reminder on well-played night when the woman at the Hilton bought me uh, a, um, a five-hour energy that I drank at 10 p.m. That was stupid. <laughs> you were so hopped up, man. <laughs> She's all like... <laughs> I took a five-hour energy before we sat down for Con Before the Storm when we did our signing there. You guys didn't see me there. Mark Conan kept looking at me, and he's, he's still in the chat room. He's going to laugh at this. He kept looking at me like, what is wrong with you? Like, Because I was just, I was hyper. Like, yeah. I was just totally hyper. And I think my voice went up about two or three octaves. Because <laughs> I was just like, I'm just like, and it was just like, that stuff makes me go bonkers. And so, yeah, no coffee, no five-hour energy. Don't drink that stuff at 10 p.m., Jules. It's stupid. <laughs> but I, I knew I was going to have to go for at least another two hours and I was just on dead on my feet. And it was, yeah. Ugh. So. Well, yeah. And so, I mean, nevermore, you mentioned buying the drink for me at BlizzCon. Like, uh, this is basically, I don't have any more events. I don't have Thanksgiving like you guys do in a couple weeks. So, you know, like, I basically don't have anything else again till Christmas. And it's not like I'm saying, I shall never drink again. It's like I'm making a, a change in my routine so that I'm not drinking every night. You know, whether that's, you know, a beer or two or a glass of wine or two or whatever, you know, I'm not I'm not making it right now. Drinking is a part of my routine and that's what I'm changing. It doesn't mean I'm not going to drink at family functions. It doesn't mean I'm not going to drink at events. It doesn't mean I'm not going to drink on vacation. But for a Monday to Friday sort of a thing, then, you know, it's just it's not part of my routine anymore. And I want to see what kind of an impact that has. That's awesome, Jules. Joss, I love it. I think it's <laughs> that's really- awesome, Jules. <laughs> I was going to say, yeah, I, like, just, just go and go and fuck yourself. <laughs> I don't know who I am anymore. <laughs> oh, <Yes>. man. <laughs> I was reading the chat room and saw my name. <laughs> oh, that's really, really funny. I love you guys. <laughs> All right, so we, we've talked a little bit about uh, BlizzCon and our kind of uh, physical journeys and how we felt about ourselves in, in our eyes and other people's eyes when we were at BlizzCon. Um, but I don't, Jules, do you want to go next or do you want me to, to talk about mine a little bit? 
Um, I can talk a little bit about mine because mine is actually an emotional journey. Okay. Um, I apologize. My voice is still a little, little cracky, but it's, I it's think, I think we all are. Cause I know my, yeah. I still have not recovered my voice completely. <laughs> I really destroyed my voice at BlizzCon this year cause it was just so much talking and so much loud noises mm-hmm. and stuff. So it might drop out a little bit. I apologize. Um, mine was an emotional, um, demon, I guess not really a demon, but it was more confronting the demons of of BlizzCon past because up until this year I had gone to BlizzCon as a married woman with a partner. Um, and things aren't, weren't that awesome. I have to try to super lightly here. Yep, so I can't yep. say a ton, but, um, the last year's BlizzCon and it, it, especially, I mean, it, this is, this is public record. Um, shortly after BlizzCon is when we split. Mm-hmm. So, um, things were not good and people noticed. Yeah. And I didn't know that they had noticed until they saw me again this year. And, um, but what was amazing about being there <coughs> after all of this had, had gone on, I mean, it's, Thanksgiving actually marks one year to the day of everything changing. Mm-hmm. And so it's very close to a year of, of getting through a lot of shit and, um, and not being in a good headspace for a lot of it. Like, I think I finally felt like I turned the corner of strength and, and stability, um, sometime in September when I finally just, you know, after I'd moved and after I'd gotten, you know, in place and, and felt like I was actually on my feet again. You mean and right around the time when we started this show? <laughs> about that. I mean, you know, and, and yeah. listening to the earlier episodes, you can hear it. Yeah. Oh, 100%. you know, well, I think one of your yeah. very first demons was just, you know, getting used to being on your own and getting yeah. used to, you know, the new you basically and, and feeling comfortable as yourself as me, as this person. And so, yeah, I mean, this show has helped me tremendously because it's helped me voice the stuff that's in my head. Mm -hmm. And so going to BlizzCon on my own was, you know, and I was never alone. I mean, I I had people with me the whole time. Um, Anytime I needed to go someplace or wanted to go someplace, like I would never have to walk by myself. You know, it was just, it was always, I never felt alone. But I could take the time to be alone, and that was huge for me. And Nevermore saw me on Saturday when we were standing in line for the BlizzCon line, the uh, the merchandise line. And I had literally, I had never experienced BlizzCon by myself in three, this was the fourth year. Never, ever gotten a chance to walk around and do things on my own without having to have someone attached to me. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, you know, and it's not that, I'm not talking about my friends. Let's just put no, it that yes, way. yes, yeah. So, um, and Nevermore saw me in line. She goes, why are you by yourself? And I smiled at her and I said, because I want to be. And it was awesome. It and was amazing. I cut in line and she said, no. <laughs> yes, And meanwhile, yeah, Nevermore is having this emotional breakdown because she's alone and doesn't want to be. And Jules is like, no, I'm alone and I want to be. So fuck you, Nevermore. <laughs> well, now I know how you really feel about yeah. it. <laughs> I would have totally hung out with you, but that's the thing (laughs) about it though. The thing about it that was amazing too, is that I was able to sit down one-on-one or with a small group of people like Nevermore and I got a chance to break away and have lunch together, which was not planned, but it it worked out completely perfectly for us to sit down and have a lunch together with nobody else there. That has never happened. Mm -hmm. Jocelyn and I had a wonderful meal with every, you know, there was, there were like five of us, six of us that we're sitting together talking and, you know, 
I've never had that. I've never gotten to do that. And it was so wonderful. I can't even tell you like this whole BlizzCon experience was just like, it was like a rebirth. I kept saying in my head, this is like the new me. This is, this is it. And there were so many people that said to me, you look so happy. And I was like, you're right. I am. And it was just awesome. So like I had to face down those demons because, you know, this is also public record. My ex-husband was there. Mm-hmm. And so I had to see him in that environment around the people that I care about and try to adjust to the new situation, which was fine by me. Mm-hmm. But it was just like, I am I going to be OK? Is this going to be OK? And it turned out to be wonderful. Yeah. So um, and- there were some demons to face and I faced them and I was like, yeah, baby. Mm-hmm. You, no, you did. You were so awesome. I was so proud of you. And I know another one that you obviously didn't talk about, but I feel like was probably there and I feel responsible for. And so I just wanted to kind of apologize if this was the case. But I feel like something you also might have had to deal with was really your friends reactions to a lot of your past. Because yes. I know like personally and again, without going into too much detail, I was livid, (laughs) like on your behalf. And I feel like, you know, you having to at least feel like you needed to keep, not necessarily keep us in check, but just, just that attitude from your friends, as much as it was coming from a totally good place on our side, it might've added a little bit to your, to your stress and anxiety and your demon fighting. Cause it's like, oh my God, you guys, you love me so much. Thank you. But Chill out. Please, please be on your best behavior. Yes, exactly. <laughs> yeah, just that added level of, of possible anxiety and stress for you. Um, it probably wasn't the best. We're but sorry. Yeah, we're sorry. You know what, though? It really, honestly, it wasn't because you guys, and it's everybody, they mm-hmm. kind of followed what I wanted, you know, is to say, you know what, I'm good. Um, you know, there was a point at, the, there was a point at Well Played where I had made an arrangement with him to, to we had to speak on something um, divorce related. Mm -hmm. And I told him that he could approach me at the party. Um, you know, it's, it's no secret. We are not on good terms. Mm -hmm. So, um, I told him he could approach me at the party and I would sign the document he needed me to sign. And I had no idea how many pairs of eyes were on me. (laughs) Oh, dude, I was like, (laughs) yeah, we were all just like (laughs) ready to go at the drop of a hat. You guys and other people came up to me and asked if everything was okay. You know? Mm -hmm. So obviously, I mean, I felt very protected. I felt very, very taken care of. Like people were watching to make sure that I was okay. Mm -hmm. And I was okay. Like the whole time, you know, I was okay. And it was, but everybody just, you know, I know there were things that people wanted to say and they didn't. And because they wanted to do that out of respect for me and it means the world, you know, there were people who came up to me afterwards and said, this is weird, or this was strange, or this is, I don't understand this, or it's very uncomfortable for me. I don't know how you do this. And it's like, well, you just do. Yeah. And so, you know, I've moved on with my life. Um, he has too. And that's the only thing I can say about it mm-hmm. is that, you know, there's no, there's never going to be any knockdown, bra- drag out brawls in public. <laughs> and, um, and I don't ever want that to be because it's not worth my time. Yeah. I'm, I'm just laughing because I mean, like, <laughs> I, I'm so passionate <laughs> Shall we say that yes. you say there's never going to be a knockdown, like drag out brawl in public. I'm just like, oh, try me, try me. 
I will knock down drag out if I have to. <laughs> and I, I don't know even have know. hair he can pull anymore, so. Because, <laughs> so yeah, most... you know he'd be a hair puller. <laughs> you know, I know you would. Of course you would be, John. <laughs> but, you know, you don't have to apologize for anything. I don't, I, I never felt like you were putting added pressure on me. It was a weird situation. Mm-hmm. And a lot of people were seeing it for the first time after yeah. a year. Yeah. And, you know, not understanding the the impact because I haven't had the ability to talk about it publicly. Um, so people really don't know the story and I can't talk about it. Yeah. So it's the um, it's the situation where I'm just like, you know what? Everybody's going to go to their separate corners and be OK. And I'm OK mm-hmm. with that. And it was a great like this was the best BlizzCon I'd ever had because of multiple reasons. And mainly it's just because of people and the people that I got to connect with that I didn't get a chance to ever do before. Like I couldn't do that before. Dude, I almost cried today at work because I was thinking about our lunch and I tweeted <laughs> I out. I was literally like, I want to go back and have lunch with Jules. Cause like we, we were with a group and then all of a sudden we were kind of on our own and we wandered the floor a little bit. We were like, okay, well, we're hungry. And we like looked at the food trucks and she's like, hey, let's go this way and see what there is. And we had no plan of where or what we were doing. And we're walking and there's like a guy at a business like standing out front like to promote it and, you know, talk to people as they walk by. And Jules kind of talks to him and he tells us about the little restaurant or whatever. And we're like, okay, well, sure, why not? We go in. There's literally like maybe another table or two like inside. That's it. It's this beautiful little restaurant. It was so elegant and quiet and the food was delicious. I am so jealous of you two right now. (laughs) I know. And that would have been an amazing thing. You know, like we couldn't have planned that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And so, and then as it turned out, we had a wonderful meal um, with Jocelyn and, and Matt and, you know, and it was, it was great. So, but. Again, we have to plan to do that in Nerdtacular and like go and like it's just us and we go and eat someplace and, you know. I see uh, and I feel like it'll be so much easier there where you guys aren't pulled in so many different directions because you have like you're running well played and Joss has all her stuff that she well, has. Joss gets pulled to. around like crazy. Yeah. She, yeah. She's insane. Nerdtacular is is a little bit crazy too, but um, at the same time, it's it's less content in a smaller space spread out over two days. So, and I think it it's two days again this year, right? I think it's three. Now. Is it three? Yeah. I, I wasn't sure if it had been officially stretched to three or not, but anyways. Um, and I always make sure because Nertacular is basically like an actual vacation for me. It's like a vacation with all of my friends. Um, and it's a little bit more intimate than BlizzCon. So I always make sure like BlizzCon is always crazy, busy, rushed. You have to go all the way over to California. So it's like the full continental time change. Um, but Nertacular, it's that one time zone closer. Uh, it's like a one less flight. And I try to stack a whole week, if not more, of time in Utah just so I can take advantage and relax and, and make sure that I actually see everybody. So I'm usually there before everybody gets there and after everybody leaves. <laughs> so, and it's Bless just you. like, that's, <laughs> that's just the way I like to do Nertacular. So, um, there's, well, there's a nice lot more opportunities there. Yes, exactly. It's in one place. Yeah. You travel down the elevator. Yeah. Yeah. You go down the elevator and go down so the hill. Ubers back and forth. I mean, it's literally like three lights away from the convention center, but by the end of the day, you're so tired. You're just like, fine, 
five bucks for Uber. Let's do it. Like it just, it made so much more sense. But at Nurtacular, you, I mean, they have other buildings, but we always try to get a room in the main one mm, because you yeah, just go upstairs and you're done and you go yeah. downstairs to where stuff is. It makes it so easy. I feel like at Nurtacular, it's even to the point where it's so intimate and it's so fun and all my friends are there that I can literally like walk around in my PJs and my slippers, which is not something I feel I can do at BlizzCon, (laughs) but I definitely feel I can do that at Nerdtacular because it feels like just one gigantic nerd home. It's like my haven. So yeah, if you guys are looking to spend time with me, Nerdtacular is where and when to do it because it's just, it's, it's family, it's comfort, it's awesome. And tickets go on sale, if you guys are wondering, in like six days <coughs> on November oh, 21st. Yeah. Yes. So. Make sure to get a ticket, even if you're not sure. Yes. Like, get a ticket so you have one because it's super, like, limited, I think. Isn't it only like a few hundred yes. tickets or something it's, like that? I believe uh, it's 700 people, and that includes all of the volunteers and everybody. So I don't actually know, and all the VIPs and everything else. So I believe that there's 500 tickets to go on sale. So... Yeah. Definitely, if you were thinking that you might even maybe go, grab that ticket day, like day one. Just get it. They'll work with you if you end up not being able to go to transfer it and find another person for it. So try and get a ticket because it's it's fantastic. It's total like BlizzCon's fun. You see friends, but Nerdtacular is more intimate and it's like nerd family reunion like yeah. you have that time you know to spend with each other and it's still a con you can go to the panels for all the frog pants stuff and all There's the other vendors shows. and cosplay yeah. competitions and all that kind of stuff it's it's great great fun um but i don't i don't know how much tickets are um they haven't announced that yet oh okay they haven't <laughs> announced that yet um but tickets do go on sale on the 21st is that right yes the 21st so i believe um, is that yeah. next Monday. yeah next monday I uh, don't think we have a time of day yet, but look for it on uh, on November 21st. Uh, so I guess, uh, actually, that's a pretty good segue into uh, my demon that I face every time I do a con, and that is basically uh, public speaking and my total social awkwardness. So I have a couple of, and this is one that I think I did the same sort of thing as both Jules and Nevermore. Like, we we really faced a lot of these demons this year. Um, for me, it wasn't so much my public speaking one. That was more of um, a create con demon this year. Uh, Public speaking at BlizzCon feels different just because of where it is that we do it. Um, We do it in the AIE Guildhall, which is a very... it's, it's kind of a smaller room and it's usually packed chock full of people, but we're not up on a stage. We're sitting down at tables at the front. So there's, you know, I'm, I'm much more able to focus on the people like right in front of me. And it doesn't feel like this big, wide open presentation type of a public speaking place. It's It feels more like smaller and compact and I can deal with it. Um, yeah. But uh, the social awkwardness, this is now my third BlizzCon. And uh, the social awkwardness is off the charts for me. Uh, I think I've mentioned before on this show when we talked about CreateCon, um, I, I just, I've always been really introverted. And I know that that's hard to tell from the way that I am on the shows. And, you know, because I do so many shows, because I do so much video and I put myself out there and, you know, I can talk to the chat room and interact with everybody and, all of that, I just, I go into this like shell and pull away as soon as I get in person. And every single year at BlizzCon, without fail, even my first couple of were the same way, um, people would literally say to me like, 
you went? Like, why didn't I see you? Like, I know who you are and I talk to you all the time on, you know, Twitter or Twitch or social network, whatever. Like, we're internet friends. Why didn't I see you? And I'm just like, well, I saw you, but... I didn't want to, you know, go up and say hi. And and so this year, I actually, I have two examples of, um, one, one was a total and utter accident. But it was <laughs> but, awesome. <laughs> so uh, the, the very first night that we were there, we were in the Hilton. It was before everyone kind of got there. It was, um, I guess, Wednesday night. We were having a drink. I was talking to, I believe, Afro Horsey and Matt at sitting at a table and so this guy walked by behind them and I looked and I saw that it was Brian Kibler, who, if you guys aren't aware, he is a uh, magic hall of famer. He's uh, really big into Hearthstone now. He does all kinds of streaming. He's a, a caster for the Hearthstone World Championships. Like he is just super big in the community. He is very well spoken. He's a really nice guy. But I was just like, I, I'm always worried that I'm going to say something and they're not going to know who I am or they're going to be like, oh, you're her? Like, I, and I don't know why. Like, there's no reason for me to think that people won't like me or my shows or anything else. But it's just, you know, this absolute terror, like paralyzing terror that I've had over the past few years. So I think uh, if this actually, if this Kibler situation hadn't happened, I probably wouldn't have been so... Uh, outgoing later on in the con. But basically what happened was I was talking to people I was super comfortable with. Obviously, Matt, my boyfriend, and Afro Horsey, who is a very, very good friend of all of my shows and my stream and everything else. And so we're sitting there having a conversation. Kibler walks by behind them and I go, Matt, that's Brian, Brian Kibler, Kibler, Brian Kibler Gaming. <laughs> and I thought I was using my little small Joss inside whisper voice, but it turns out Joss doesn't have an inside whisper voice. So <laughs> he kind of like, and both of them, because Kibler had walked around behind me, which again, I thought, you know, I'm projecting this way. He's that way. He won't hear me. So both Matt and Afro Horsey just look at me, start laughing, and I yep. turn around, and Kibler turned around and come back, and I was like, oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, hi, I'm Jocelyn, I do the Angry Chicken, I'm a really big fan, and he's like, oh, Angry Chicken, Jocelyn, yeah, hi, how are you? And I was like, what? <laughs> uh, isn't that great? Isn't so, that great? Uh, yeah, yeah, that was my super embarrassing Joss is a huge dork how I met Brian Kibler story. Uh, but then uh, later on in the uh, later on in BlizzCon, uh, I actually met Savitz, who, as uh, Matt puts it, is my internet boyfriend. Yeah. <laughs> I have uh, just loved him and his stream and everything he does. He's a huge Hearthstone streamer and caster and everything else. And um, he actually uh, won our very first... Um, Angry Chicken Invitational that we ran when Hearthstone was still in beta. So, I mean, I've I, he's been aware of us and the show and me, and I've been aware of him since, for years. And he's been at every BlizzCon, and after every BlizzCon, he said, like, oh, I was looking for you, but I didn't see you, and next time, come say hi, and everything else. So this year, I finally, we were up in the Hearthstone Tavern, literally went up there for, like, two minutes. I turned around, and he was standing, like, right behind me, and I was just like, okay, just do it. Just do it. It can't be worse than Kibler. So I went up to him and I was like, hi, I'm Joss Plays. I do Angry Chicken. And the, like, the look on his face was just like, Josie Plays! I love, hi! And he 
gave me this big hug and I was like, oh my God. And I literally, I was fangirling out so hard that the entire interaction was probably like a minute long. Um, he signed my Hearthstone box. Matt got me this really awesome uh, keepsake box uh, from the Blizzard store. And so I was having streamers and devs sign it, which is, again, something I would never have done. And I actually saw Kibler later on in the weekend and got him to sign it as well. So um, just the whole experience was very... Um, I still, like, there's still a lot of people that I saw that I didn't say hi to. I saw Tice. I saw Orange. I saw, you know, um, I'm trying to think there was a couple of other ones. But uh, just, I saw a lot of these people that I was just like, I I just, I just can't. (laughs) So, uh, but I, I feel like those two interactions at least were kind of like me getting over the whole introducing myself to people. And it's so funny because I tell fans all the time. If you see me, just come say hi. I'm super nice. Like, and, but I, I, I totally understand your anxieties guys and your awkwardness and how hard it is for you to come talk to me because I have people that it's really hard for me to go talk to them as well. So I, again, back to the button conversation. I 100% appreciate every single one of you that came up to say hi, because I apparently can't start conversations. I'm super freaking awkward. So thank you for starting the conversations for me. That's fantastic. (laughs) That is so cool. And you know, it's a big deal when you're nervous about saying, you know, speaking up and saying hi. I mean, I have that same problem too with people that I admire and I'm like, I don't feel like a big dork to say hello. You know, like, it's just like, but I did that with one of the uh, heroes casters that I really admire and I'd never met him before. And um, so I went over and I'm like, I'm just going to say hi. And I'm like, you know, my name is Jules. I really like your stuff. I think you're awesome. And he's like, thanks so much. And I'm like, you're welcome. Bye. <laughs> I was literally like my interaction with Savitz. It was like, hi, hi, hugs, sign my keepsake box. I have to be really careful that I don't just say sign my box because that gets awkward, <laughs> but <laughs> sign my Hearthstone box. And then, you know, okay, I don't want to keep you. I'm sorry. I pulled you out of line. I know you were getting beers. Okay, bye. <laughs> I have to leave now. <laughs> but it's not easy. And yeah. it's, it's a great thing that you did it. I saw your interaction with Kibler and it was so funny because I had someone who knew me who wanted to meet you during that interaction and then saw who you were talking to and was like, oh, my God, it's Brian Kibler. Like, it, was like this thing. it was so funny. Yeah. And uh, so, you know, I introduced him to you and then you introduced like he just kind of went up and said hi to, the, to Kibler. And I'm yeah. like, oh, this is great. This is awesome. Yeah. You know, and I have no problem like grabbing someone and say my friend wants to meet you. Like they, people did that with me. Like mm-hmm. they ran up and they were like, my friend wants to say hi to you. <laughs> well, that's the thing. Like, like it's I so easy. Jules. I was like, Jules, Jules, like you need, you need to, you need to tell me about Oddish. Like, I'm like, I need to meet her. Like, you need to, like, I was like, I bumping up against Jules. I was like, <laughs> I'm really bad. <laughs> that was horrible. It's so, so funny. And oh. This was a really fun BlizzCon, though, guys. It, it was, was awesome. It was. For all the demons that we fought, it was definitely the best BlizzCon for me. Um, it was the first BlizzCon, not the first BlizzCon that we've been together, but the first BlizzCon that Matt and I were actually able to attend together, which was a great experience. He's so easygoing that the whole, you know, being with someone wasn't a burden. It was actually really fun, and it was nice to have him to do stuff with. I did things that I had never done before because... I was just nervous about doing it myself. And so I kind of like stayed where even though um, like last BlizzCon, I was I was there by myself. I still kind of stayed 
either in my group of friends or where I knew they would be. I, I very much stayed like in the Hearthstone area. It was my comfort zone. Um, but then this year with Matt, with him being so awesome and easygoing, I was able to go and do stuff like the Darkmoon Fair. I discovered I love pin trading and that wasn't oh very... Oh my God, yeah. <laughs> we need to talk about this because she does not just love pin trading, you guys. She is like super addicted to pin trading now. Her and Matt both have a problem. <laughs> Yeah, I, I there's there's nothing I can even really say to that. But it, yeah, by the end by the end of our Dark Moon Fair time, like we actually had we were like, okay, so should we just go and blow like a hundred dollars on pins? Like, is that just the thing that we should do right now? Or we like, no, <laughs> we do not need them that badly. We will come back and do it again next year. We do not need to do this. Walk away. <laughs> I was like, I had normal versions and gold versions of every kind of pin that I wanted this year. That's it. And I'll, I really and truly, I blame Hearthstone and I blame uh, John, who is Kick Tripod, because honestly, when he brought me the Taronda uh, card back pin from TwitchCon and I put that on my lanyard, I just, I couldn't stop looking at it. I was like, this is really cool. I really like this. This is awesome. Thank you. And I was just like, I, I need more. It'd be super cool. And then I found out there was an innkeeper in this year's set. So then I was like, I need the innkeeper. And then I was like, I need the gold innkeeper. There's golds of all of them. And then it just snowballed from there. <laughs> she was so funny on Saturday where she came back with all her loot. And she's like, you need to see, like, look at the bag of stuff I have. I have all these balls in the bag. And there are the things and they're inside the things. And she's like, and look at all my pins. And I'm like, who are you? <laughs> Well, it's funny. They're looking at the line before she got her stuff. And I'm like nudging Matt. I'm like, she needs the box. We need to get her the box. You need to buy it for her. And they're like, no. And then they walked away. And she's like, we bought the box. I'm like, like, it's so cool. You needed it. (laughs) Which, by the way, all joking about they're addicted to pin trading aside. I love Ping Pong Pete so much. Like. (laughs) I can't, <laughs> like, I can't even, like, explain it completely, <laughs> and I know he's listening because I saw him say something earlier, I freaking love him so much, like, he makes me laugh, like, the stupidest little things he would say, <laughs> and Jocelyn's just, like, kind of ignores him or whatever, and I'm, like, <laughs> laughing my ass off because it's hilarious, like, Ro was trying to record, like, a last interview at BlizzCon <laughs> with Ben and Jocelyn, and Matt's just, like, saying really quiet stuff, and I'm laughing, like, trying not to interrupt I wondered what you two were doing! <laughs> well, because, um, <laughs> they were talking about, like, what their favorite things were or whatever, and, um... One of them wanted him to say something like Ben wanted Ro to say that his favorite thing was, I can't even remember what it was. Matt will remember, I know. (laughs) Um, But he didn't answer it that way. So Matt's like, bird. Like, that's all Matt had to say really quietly because he was laying on the floor. So I'm losing it, whatever. And, like, we were throwing a Slim Jim. It was just, he's like this brother that, like, I don't have. And he's just, like, he's just the most down-to-earth, genuine person. And I love the way you guys interact with each other and like how you shine when you're together. Like, and I know this is super mushy and like way over the top, (laughs) but we we stayed with them, you guys. So like, I saw like, not just like at the con, I saw like, you know, at night and in the morning and stuff, like Matt would get up out of bed, like when they first wake up and I'd run from my bed to his spot and take it. (laughs) And he's like, 
I pretty much know that I don't have a girlfriend this con because Jules never <laughs> claimed you. I'm like, that's correct. Like, he embraced it completely. Yeah. I mean, you know, I mean, I was just like, I was like hug, hugging Matt and just like, we, we felt like we knew each other forever. And yeah. that was so cool. And so, yep, Matt, we love you. The yeah. girls approve. Yeah, it's, it's, it's been decided. Uh, yeah, that's, that's pretty much my life all the time. And I'm, I'm so grateful because he's not only a great partner, but he makes me laugh all the time and, and we have a lot of fun together and he is like, had not stop. Oh my God. I was like, we're going to have to build a wall between you two because I can't even take this anymore. Yeah. Cause their spots were on the inside of the two beds and then Joss and I were on the outsides of our beds and they're just like talking. Having these little like like, sleepovers and stuff. (laughs) It was ridiculously cute. Yeah. Oh, it's so cool. Uh, Boy, the show is going to go super long. I know. I was just going to say uh, that I think will pretty much wrap up our BlizzCon demon discussion. Uh, We had, we had a lot to talk about. It was, it was a great few days and uh, we, we did a lot of stuff. We faced a lot of stuff. So I am proud of all three of us for, for being so open and talking about all of this stuff. Cause I know a lot of it is, is things that we either haven't been able to, or haven't chosen to share in, in the past. And I think we're all making some really big changes and we're moving forward. So um, I think BlizzCon was a fantastic experience for all of us. But it wasn't necessarily a fantastic experience for everyone. And that is our listener feedback demon of the week this week. Uh, You can send your demons to demonspodcast at gmail.com. This one comes to us from High Priest Marisa on Discord, who says, "Uh, So I think my demon of the week is jealousy and feeling left out. I kept flipping between excitement for BlizzCon, joy of watching streams and following Twitter, and then the demon shows its dark, ugly head, and I started to feel jealous of the people who have the money and the time to go to BlizzCon. And it also dives down to a depression side of it where the hopelessness I'll never have the money to do it. So yeah, I took everything I had to pull it together just to get the money to have the virtual ticket and the goodie bag. So that is her demon. And I think a lot of people can identify with this. Um, Mm -hmm. Jules Nevermore and I are just totally blessed with the fact that we get to go to BlizzCon every year and we get to see each other. I know Nevermore lives a, a, what, five or six hour drive from Anaheim. Uh, Mm -hmm. And I know Jules and I both had to fly in, um, but it's, uh, and it's a little bit more justifiable for me coming from further away because it is my job now. But um, it's, it's definitely one of those things where we are very lucky to be able to do this, but there are a lot of people that whether they didn't get tickets, couldn't afford the flight or whatever the case may be, miss out on the live fun of BlizzCon. So uh, Jules, do you have any advice that you might give someone who has feelings of jealousy and being left out in a case like this? I think the, I think what happens a lot of times is that um, people get bogged down with the fact that they're when they compare themselves to other people. Mm. So when you compare yourself and say, I wish I could have the financial, you know, gain or, or the, the financial wherewithal to be able to do what they can do. And it's, it becomes a comparison. Like I want to, I feel left out. I feel like I can't do that. And okay, this is going to, I know this is going to sound a little bit upfront, but a lot of times it comes down to choices Mm -hmm. and it comes down to choices of what we make in our lives. Um, you know, yes, there are certain things that, um, are financially impossible for people, but I always look at it to say, we always have a choice always, no matter what it is. You know, if you are in a terrible job where that doesn't make you a lot of money, you can choose to stay there or you can make other choices. Mm -hmm. And it's not, 
that's not to be harsh. It's just the reality of, of where I see things in order to try to justify the feelings of, of being left out is to say, okay, I have to make choices for my family. I have to have this job because I have a family. I have made choices to be in this position where I have X number of children and I have a house and I have a mortgage and I have this <clears throat> much income. Right. Yeah. Um, so when I, when you can view it in that sense, it doesn't feel like you are, it doesn't, it, it lessens the blow a little bit of like, Hey, I made choices that I, that I am now in this position to be in. And well, exactly when you, and when you put it like that and you say like, okay, you have X number of children or, you know, you have whatever residence it is that you're choosing to live in, you know, all of, all of those choices, you can kind of say, okay, I may not have BlizzCon, but I can still talk to people in many different ways who are there and who are watching and who are just like me. I can watch on the virtual ticket and I have my home. I have my family. I have, you know, like these are the things that I have and the choices that I've made. And, and, you know, it may mean I don't get BlizzCon this year, but I have X, Y, and Z and, and looking more at what you have as opposed to what you don't. And you may never, ever get BlizzCon because yeah. of your situation. Some things are outside your, of your control economically. Um, your education may not, may not allow you to get a job that would allow you to get the money to do that. So then again, it's about choices. Like, do you choose to, um, change those, the, the, those scenarios mm -hmm. because it is all about choices. And so again, I don't want it to sound harsh. I just want it to sound realistic to say, you know, I this happens a lot when people say I'm jealous because everybody else gets to do this. Okay. So what are you going to do about it? Mm -hmm. That's how I view it. How, what are you going to do to change that? If that is something that is in, like for me this year, I was very, very financially strapped and I took the money from my uh, tax return and I put it into an account for BlizzCon. And I said, I have to go to BlizzCon. It's super important to me to do this and I'm going to do it. I'm going to make sure that no matter what, I'm going to make this happen. And I scraped that money together and I had it and then luckily everything kind of settled out after the divorce was final. Mm -hmm. But I said, this is a priority. I need to do this. This is something I need to do. And I made it, I made it happen. Mm -hmm. And so that's how I see it is that if you want it bad enough, then there's things that you can do to do to get there. And maybe it's not this year. Maybe it's not next year. But you well, can make some changes. Yeah, and I think that also the it's there's two pieces to this puzzle. There's the money piece, which we which yep. we've kind of touched on, but there's also the time piece, and and that's where yeah. it gets a little bit tricky because if you say only have two weeks of vacation every year, then it could very much be that um, you've kind of got you know maybe one week of family vacation, and you need the other days for things like sick kid days or you know like other miscellaneous holidays and, and just stuff that you want to do or things that you have to do, um, that may be out of your control. So, you know, again, that might come down to your, your choice of employment or, you know, like I know, I know the economy is not great right now, guys. So, you know, yeah. a choice of employment might even be the, the wrong word. Um, I know that it is really tough out there, but then again, that comes down to what Jules was saying about like, okay, if you have a job where you can't take time off, is that a job that you want to keep? Maybe, you know, this is the push that you need to make that change to say like, look, I've been in this job that, you know, even if I kind of enjoy it, maybe that enjoyment 
50 weeks of the year is not enough. Maybe, you know, like I need more, I need more flexibility, I need a bigger salary, I need, you know, whatever it is that you need. If BlizzCon is one of those things, then you do need to take that personal responsibility and you do need to go and make that change in your life. Because I know like for me this year, for instance, again, my uh, my financial situation is incredibly strapped. Um, basically, like my income is pretty much on the internet for everyone to see. You guys, if you go to Patreon, can see exactly how many dollars I make every month. And ke- keeping in mind, I have to split that, you know, three ways and two ways with the two different podcasts that are my income. Like my income is very public and very small. <laughs> so I think, um, <coughs> you know, um, Knowing that there were, you know, sacrifices that I made, and one of them included not driving down for the weekend to see you for the Warcraft premiere duels, even though, you know, it's about a 10 hour drive, but, you know, we knew it was going to be, you know, X number of hundreds of dollars for hotels and gas and everything else. And I'm just like, well, when it comes down to it, I can't do that this year. I need to make the choice to either do A or B. And even though I would have liked to go and see Jules at the time of the Warcraft movie because I knew everything she was going through, I was like, no, you know what? I need to make the decision to go to BlizzCon instead because it's a professional choice. It's what I need to do for my job. And it's where I'm going to see the most of my friends. So, Mm -hmm. you know, that was the sacrifice that I had to make is, you know, not seeing one of my best friends when she was going through like a super shitty time in her life. I need to just, you know, be patient, wait, save, hope for donations and move forward. Um, So, I mean, and I totally understand that my schedule in terms of time is a lot more flexible than a lot of people. And I get to say like, okay, I'm away at BlizzCon, so no podcast for a week, you know, catch it on the flip side. And, you know, I am my own boss and I go for business reasons. So it's a little bit more flexible than a lot of people. Like a lot of you have to take vacation, but you also get paid vacation. I don't have paid vacation. So, (laughs) but, uh, you know, like there's always this give and take and the choices and the changes that, you know, you have to make. And I mean, for me next year, it looks like I'm probably going to have to get a part-time job to supplement this. And that's just what I have to do. And that's okay. (laughs) Yeah. And, you know, I just, I I think one of the things that people get stuck on and get into a depression cycle is to say, it'll never change. Mm -hmm. This will never get better. I will never be able to do this. And I say, yes, you can you just have to look at it from a different perspective and accept the fact that sometimes you can't. Sometimes mm-hmm. you can't. We had to accept that we couldn't go to Nerdtacular 15. And I saw yeah, I remember. all the pictures and all the updates. I was bawling Heartbroken. my eyes out. Because once you go to something like that, even, mm-hmm. I mean, even if you haven't experienced it before and you see a lot of people you know go or whatever, I think it's another level mm-hmm. once you've been there and can't go. It's just, it's heartbreaking. And I, you know, I totally understand being jealous and you don't want to see updates, but you do because you <laughs> wish, you know, you it's yeah. like you don't want to see all the fun they're having because you're pissed off about it. But you, you miss these people. You love these people and you wish you were there. So I completely understand her struggle with, you know, seeing people with the BlizzCon updates. So yeah. is there, since you essentially with Nerdtacular 2015, we're in the exact same situation that Marisa is describing right now. Is there any advice that you can give to her either of how to deal with it when the event is going on or maybe what to do uh, pre or post the event to, to make this whole, just make all of the situation feel a little bit easy, easier for her. Right. I mean, um, 
trying to get how you did with the virtual ticket, that's something you can do that with BlizzCon that you might not be able to do with other type of events that you might be missing. Because at least you feel like you're seeing what everybody else is seeing at the same time. <laughs> you're actually uh. probably seeing more than those of us who are at the con. Yes, because no. <laughs> we miss a lot. We yeah. miss a lot of the panels and stuff. Um, but it's like, even though you don't want to see the pictures and stuff, just, you know, choose somebody you like and watch their updates of it, you know? Um, you might not want to see everybody's. You can filter out, you know, on Twitter words you don't want to see and see things you do. Um, but as far as like financial stuff for it, I mean, I know you feel like everybody's there and they can afford it, whatever. Like we're paycheck to paycheck people. Like, <laughs> you know, and I mean, it's not like we have a lot of credit or anything like that. Like we just, it's paycheck to paycheck. We kind of plot it out. Guys, we roomed with five people. Yeah, there okay? were there were literally five, five people. people in our hotel room. In a, in it, there was enough room for an air mattress, a bed, another bed, the bathroom, and that was it. Like we were tripping and, over each other, but that's the sacrifice that we made to be there. <laughs> exactly. Right. And I mean, yes, it's people that we're comfortable with or whatever, but you know, on Jewels with, I think in the Torn Think Tank and the Well Played Discord, you had places where people could find roommates mm -hmm. and, yep. you know, or people do for Nurtacular, there's caravans of people from the local areas who they might do stuff throughout the year with each other. They'll plan ahead and do a caravan out there to save money on gas or not having to take a flight, things like that. Like someone um, said, <laughs> if I wasn't if I wasn't going to be vending, that maybe we could fly instead of doing the 12 hour drive to Utah next year. So unless I could get really creative with my packing, <laughs> then, <laughs> I don't know. So we, that's again, something we're talking about, we're planning and it's hard. Everybody's life and their place in life is completely different. Mm -hmm. You know, whether your job will let you or your family will let you, or, you know, there's so many different things that apply to that. It's hard to give actual great advice, I guess. Um, Hachikumo actually said something that's most definitely um, what I was thinking as well. Jealousy in my mind is easily remedied when you learn to be sincerely happy for your friends. Mm -hmm. And it's a, it's a selfless act to be able to let it go and say, I am genuinely happy to see you guys so happy. And you, it takes you out of the equation and puts your, puts them forward. Um, and it can be very freeing and it's hard. It's so hard to do because you want to be there and you want to be a part of it. But if you can be as selfless as, as, as selfless as that, it feels so much more freeing. Mm -hmm. Well, and not even in situations like where you're not able to attend, even attending. Like we had at one point where we were trying to coordinate to go do something like we were at Disneyland, Joss and everybody were going to do dinner. And it's like we had planned out financially these expensive Disneyland tickets to like get the most of what we could. And that's not that we didn't want to spend time with Jocelyn and Matt yeah. and everybody, you know, we want to, but at the same time we had friends in the park too, who we were spending quality time with, you know? So it's like, mm -hmm. you have to also make hard choices even when you're on the vacation that you're, you know, having fun on. <laughs> yeah. So you're still missing out even though you're there, you're right there. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I'm sad yeah. texting Jocelyn back and being like, I don't think we're leaving the park. You know, it's too hard to coordinate getting out and how many people and the time and everything. And it just, you, you still make those choices even while you're there. Mm -hmm. So, mm -hmm. 
It's very true. Yeah. So, and you know, the, this time next year, I mean, um, there was a suggestion in the convert to rate discord, which I started to take on is that, um, that you can do, um, automatic bank transfers. Mm. Um, mine will let me do it once a week. And so I took $2 a day. So, um, you do, uh, you know, $14 every, every week, um, in that to say, I'm going to put $14 into this account Mm -hmm. by the time it comes around to next year, that'll be $700. Yeah. Which even if it doesn't cover your whole entire expense, it's going to take a real big chunk out of it. And then all of a sudden you're not trying to find somewhere between 700 and a thousand dollars for your flight and your hotel in November, you've got $700 already. That's, you know, earmarked for that exact purpose. So, right. Yeah. Right. So those are the things that, you know, and, you know, I understand and we get it. We've all been there. I didn't go to Nerdtacular 2014 Mm -hmm. and I was regretting every moment because I saw everybody having a great time. I'd been there the year before, had so much fun and it was like, I should have gone. I should have gone. It's rough. It's hard to see stuff like that, you know, but I totally agree with what Hachikumo said. You know, you just need to be it's hard and you need to try to be happy for those people, you know, and it does not make it any easier when you're at home by yourself. You know what I mean? Like, but, um, in addition to that, you know, throughout the year, maybe there's local people from gaming communities and stuff like that. Like, you know, well played does their movie meetups and I saw that they're doing something for Christmas and I'm really jealous because I really want to go. I know. I I saw that pop up. I'm like, Damn it! <laughs> <laughs> but you know, there's stuff like that. You you can look for local stuff, get to know people throughout the year, and then maybe it, you'll feel more comfortable trying to save the little bit of money later or planning ahead to be able to attend stuff like this. Exactly. All very, very, very good advice. Thank you guys so much for hanging out with me tonight. I think that's going to do it for us. Uh, you can follow the show on Twitter. We are at Demons Podcast. Jules, where can folks find you around the interwebs? You can find me at Jules RPG on Twitter. You can find me on my other show, which is Torrin Think Tank, which records on Thursdays at 8 o'clock Central Daylight Time at twitch.tv slash Think Tank. And Nevermore, where can folks find you? I am on Twitter at Quoted Nevermore, and I'm also on Etsy, which it's closed right now, but the goal is to have stuff up for Christmas, um, at least like my D20s and maybe like the hair bows and stuff, um, which I brought and didn't take out because I didn't want to stress Jules or myself out um, at the con or Ben. <laughs> so we just <laughs> left it in the room. Um, but before we continue on, uh, the artist who did our work for the slaying demon buttons of all of our faces, which are amazing, and it's not going to focus, but I'm going to try again. That's awesome. It's super, there you go. Kind of. <laughs> um, they, they're all different, and then we have the logo one. Her name is Mariah <laughs> McCourt, and she is on Twitter at Tired Fairy, spelled exactly like those two words, Tired Fairy. <laughs> she was fantastic. Um, I saw somebody actually share... Um, that they were a patron of hers and they're like oh she does creepy cute blah 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 art and I was like oh my god I love her art because it's kind of Tim Burton-y kind of scary whatever and I I was like hey would you be able to do representations of us where we look like we've struggled but the eyes show like power and you know stuff like that and she did an amazing job I love how they came out Um, they all have hidden little details on them so mine have skulls Uh, Joss has a little unicorn Jules has little kitty prints and stuff. Um, she did a great job. She rushed it because obviously I saw her right before BlizzCon was happening. 
Um, she's amazing. So please follow her, check her out, tell her that we sent you. And that's fantastic. So thank you to her because I love them very, very much. Yeah. I love them too. They were absolutely beautiful and even better. Cause I mean, obviously we saw, um, the stages and she sent us proofs and stuff, which is also amazing. Cause not all artists, when you, when you commission them, will actually do that. They have a, especially if it's a lower commission price, they'll say like, okay, you tell me what you want. I draw it and that's it. Like no revision Mm -hmm. sort of thing. But she was great with us the whole way through. And, you know, so we saw it on screen, but then seeing them actually on the buttons in person, I was just like, oh my God, like this is, this is really, really cool. So uh, it's been a long time since I've had anybody do any kind of uh, drawing of me and I think she flattered me a little bit too much, but that's just me. Well, she she nailed the hair too because yeah. I didn't know how to describe what you were going to be doing with it, so well, I wasn't and then really it ended sure. Up being, it, it was supposed to be like just um, pink, like highlights, and then it ended up bleeding into the blonde. So my hair is just like all different like shades of pink and stuff. So Which is I mean, awesome. She still, yeah, she did an awesome job. Even though my hair didn't even turn out how I described it to you, she still somehow knew how it was going to look. I was just like, <laughs> creepy stalker alert. <laughs> That's awesome. But yeah, she did. She did an excellent job. <coughs> so I think we'll um, we'll probably post those uh, on Twitter. And there's been. Um, yeah, there's been a uh, chat room is saying that we should uh, put our three sketches on our overlay somewhere. I will get on that for next week. Uh, but that's going to do it for us tonight. You can find me on Twitter and Twitch. I'm at Joss Plays. And you can find links to everything I do at JossPlays.com, including episodes of this show. Uh, please go check it out. Subscribe in all the places. And if you wouldn't mind too much, leave us a five-star iTunes review because it will get our show in front of even more eyeballs. Uh, we thank you all for listening and we will see you next Tuesday.